All right, let's try this. This is the voiceover for movie trailer. Take one. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. You're listening to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, C.J. Simonson and Kate Rogers. Hello and welcome to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network, the podcast where trailers get the fair and honest criticism they deserve after a day of drinking. My name is Kate Brogdon. I am the TV editor of Merry-Go-Round Magazine. I am joined as always by... I'm CJ Simonson. I'm the music editor of Merry-Go-Round Magazine. And yeah, doing a little bit of day drinking this fine weekend. (gasps) Oh, Beans is in the middle one! Oh, my cat has like a little cat tree and there's like a bottom level and then there's like a middle level on the inside and then there's a top level that he can sit on and look out the window and I have never seen him on the middle one before until literally just now. I'm gonna take a picture of it and hopefully share it on our Instagram for everyone to enjoy so they know what the fuck I'm talking about. If you couldn't tell, we're we're recording at Kate's house. Yes, we're at Kate's house. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, we're uh, this is a kind of music-centric episode of the I'm gonna be real lost. Why? I'm not a music at all. Ah, well, they'll be fine. They're actually, believe it or not, um, music cues happening in some of the movies that don't even revolve music. That was it's very true. intentional for me. So, it's true. Um, it's true. CJ's CJ's going to be my spirit guide through this one we'll a little fi- bit. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll hold hands. We'll get through this thing together. Um, what are you drinking? I am drinking a pre-funk pale, American pale ale from Worthy Brewing. Yeah, and Worthy, you, I think, is up in Bend, maybe? It is in Bend, Oregon. I don't know anything about them, other than it was a cheap pale ale. Honestly, normally, CJ is, like, CJ is kind of forcing me to love hoppy beers. Mm. Well, I like, yeah, I like hoppy beers. Well, actually, it's funny, like, you and I never actually had a real conversation about beer style until, like, we just pressed play on the first episode, and it was like, here, here's the beer that I bought, like, hopefully you're okay with it, and, like, yeah. so we... We've actually never talked beer styles. I don't know what style of beer you actually like. I'm kind of like extremes. I'll go like... A good thing for us to have in episode 16 of the podcast. Yes, of course. Right. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go extremes where I'll do like really light, kind of like fruity, fun, refreshing blondes. And okay. then I'll do like dark, like milk stouts and oatmeal stouts and sure. more like Guinnessy type beers. Okay. I don't fuck with the hoppy stuff very much, but I will say because I know that's what you like, that's normally what you buy when we're doing the podcast. Sure. And so I've been trying a lot more of them and liking them more. Yeah, so I tend to, I, I, I do go a little bit hoppier normally. That's actually not what I'm drinking, but we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like we should trade. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah, do you want to try this actually before I, I introduce okay. it? Well, um, explain explain what it is. Yeah, while, sure. While I so I, I am drinking a King, Har- King Harbor, I think it's in San Diego. Uh, We'll have to look. Um, but it's a St. Jameson Stout uh, in honor of the fact that a couple days ago was St. Patrick's Day. So we... Oh, happy St. Patrick's Day. Pot of gold. Accent work coming in early. Oh, it's so... <laughs> it is so early. We haven't even gotten to the part where I'm going to sing yet, which I'm very excited for. Ooh, which of these trailers will you sing during? All of them. Um, All of them, but especially one. Especially one. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, oh, that's good, that's great. It's a good beer, right? Um, yeah. I don't, I don't get a lot of barrel-aged uh, notes out of it, which I I believe it is theoretically barrel aged. Yeah, it's like, I like it because it's definitely a stout, but it's not like so thick. It's very refreshing on the intake, and then you kind of get that dark, bitter aftertaste. This is very much King Harbor's attempt at making a slightly classier uh, Guinness, and I think that it works. Yeah, it's successful. And it has a cool guy dressed as a leprechaun on the front. Yeah, I imagine a brewer. Looks like a brewer of theirs. Probably. Probably, yeah. Uh, with his terrible fake uh, beard. We'll 
post a picture of that too. Um, <laughs> yeah, King Harbor. Uh, King Harbor. Uh, does it say on here? I think they're San Diego, but I might be wrong. Let's find out. We're gonna do this thing together. Brood and Can King Harbor. Uh, oh, uh, Redondo Beach. Ah. There we go. You were close. I was close. San Diego has a beach. I was close-ish. There's some beaches. California. Yeah. Um, Want to jump into some trailers? Well, I think we have to take care of another item of business oh, first. Oh, fuck. You're, to- you're totally right. Um, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shots. They're coming our way. All right. Uh, Whiskey. What are you doing, gin? I'm doing vodka. Vodka. You can't shoot gin. You could. Sure. No. Sure it's, you could. It's, it's sacrilege. Well, for you. Okay, we're doing it. We're doing right. it. One, two, three. Three, Oh, it's bad. Okay. Woo! I should have done a half of it. Oh, yeah. I poured that for you. I'm sorry. Oh. All right. We're doing it. We will see how this turns out. <laughs> okay. First up, we have Rocket Man. Seeming in I could hear the whole tune in my head. It was all there. I could see all the notes, and I just had to get it out. It's a little bit funny. This feeling inside. What did you say your name was again? My name is... Reggie! Reginald Dwight. Reginald. That's my granddad's name. So how does a fat boy from nowhere get to be a soul man? Gotta kill the person you were born to be in order to become the person you want to be. I'm thinking of changing my name to Elton. But that's my name. Yeah, I know. I think it's gonna be a long, long time till touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the, the man they think I am at home. Oh no, no, no! I'm a rocket man. All right. Rocket man, burning up his fuse out here alone. How fucking funny would it be if this trailer had nothing to do with Elton John? You just did that because <laughs> it's called. <laughs> oh, for real? I had not seen this trailer before. I was like, it's very possible that this doesn't have anything to do with Elton John, and I'm right. gonna sing it anyway. No, this is uh, yeah, this is uh, kind of Paramount's. I don't want. I don't want to say Paramount's answer to Bohemian Rhapsody because this movie's been trying to get off the long lo- ground longer than that has. But clearly, clearly, kind of riding off the coattails of that success. We're going to get this. Uh, we can get into maybe that whole can of worms later. But this is a movie about Elton John that stars uh, Taron Edgerton. It seems like he's really singing. He is actually singing, yes. Imagine that! Yeah, weird. It's almost <laughs> like giving someone an Oscar for not singing. Whatever. We can get into it. I would not that win later. that Oscar. I'm I'm bad at not singing, clearly. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously Rami Malek just won the Oscar, and when they cut to his scene, you know, when they do all the little mini clips of... Uh, did you watch any of the Oscars? Is this like a, a spoiler for you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's, what, pre- let's pretend that I watched them. <laughs> okay. Anyway, when they did the best actor, you know, portion they for acting, they always cut... They give you the little, like, 20-second sequence yeah. to give you a feeling... And rather than, you know, why would you have a scene where he's actually acting as Freddie Mercury, Rami Malek is just lip-syncing Freddie Mercury. And it's, like, literally everything that you would think, like, why should we give this man an Oscar? Like, he's not actually doing any of the work. It's like, there you go. Like, that's I'm, that's the problem. It was the problem of the Oscars in, in a nice 20-second microcosm. I'm rolling my eyes so deeply. Yeah. But Edgerton actually singing here. Actually singing. Uh, and the thing, the other thing good. that I... I thought this was a great trailer, and yeah, I'm kind of yeah. hyped for this. Yeah. I do think my my kind of like negative thought for this was, oh god, now Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Picture. We're going to see like a jillion of these, mm. which clearly, as we will see later in this episode, we are. But yeah. on the other yeah. hand, it's like 
kind of like across the universe beats Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, this has a lot of across the universe kind of uh, vibes. M- there's a magical quality to this. Yeah. There's a fan- like this feels in ways that Bohemian Rhapsody, I imagine, because I will not watch it. Um, was like a biopic or like, you know, a walk the line type. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a musical. Yeah. And I think that that's a really fine line. We'll talk about a movie uh, coming up that is like the rock and roll biopic. But this is like, it seems like taking his music as a form of fantasy. Yeah. Um, a lot Which like- feels really organic to like Elton John and totally. what he's about and how his music is. And yeah. it just like... I'm hyped for big fucking Tiny Dancer, Moulin Rouge-esque dance sequences. Like, I'm so here for that. It honestly sounds really fun. Yeah, I think I think the thing I'm kind of most nervous about, if I'm being honest, is, like, I'm slightly nervous at the concept that, like, it doesn't commit. That we only get mm-hmm. one... Because I think we see this kind of thing happen sometimes. Like, uh, Vice is an example of a movie where it's, like, it pitches fantasticalness, but, like, really never commits to it. And I worry that we really, like, the underwater sequence we get in this trailer. Yeah. Or, like, some of that stuff is maybe overblown. It's like, oh, that's really only, like, two parts of this movie. I think I saw at least four. It looks like, hopefully, there are, like, a lot of big dance sequences. Well, there's one there's, outside. Yeah, there's, like, a, the, there's a big a one roundabout. outside. There's yeah. the underwater one. There's one where he's a little boy. Yes, yeah. Um. So I am, I am optimistic that this will be a little more across the universe, a little less Bohemian Rhapsody. Hopefully. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Velvet Goldmine. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I have not. I said yeah because that's what I say when I'm pretending that I've seen things. That's like the fictionalized like uh, life of uh, Iggy Pop. Mm. Uh, but it's it's got Jonathan Reese Myers and a couple of other people. But it's it, it and Ewan McGregor. It has like the same and Bowie actually. It's actually about the life of Bowie. But there's an Iggy Pop character. But it kind of takes on and grapples a lot of this. Like, how do we make their life seem? Like, it has the rock star quality while really, like, kind of cutting it and taming it with this kind of, like, big, bright, splashy kind of sequences and, like, and not everything is this, like, it's the music industry, drugs, you know? It, like, yeah. it's really giving you sugar to swallow the pill, right? Mm-hmm. And I, so this seems like it's doing that. Yeah. Do you think that, I mean, do you think it's going to cut around the gay thing the way that... I have been told from people that are aware of this movie that it all of it's out there that even though elton is in the mix it's not like the queen thing where queen very much seemed to like retcon like lots of a lot of elements of his life of of freddie mercury's like troubles you know Mm -hmm. um and that this really gets into the nitty-gritty of the stuff so we'll see hopefully that would be my concern because they do show him like with a woman in this trailer which is kind of like but they also show him with a big old headdress on being like maybe i should try to be more normal but I think that the bigger hurdle with a lot of these is just the utter, like, worship of the people that they're about. But I think because Elton John is doing his Goodbye Yellow Brick Road tour right, like, right now, he's on the tour, his last tour ever, and he had, like... I wasn't there, but he had this really emotional performance at the forum where he's like, I just realized this is my last time I'm ever going to perform here and everyone's crying. So I feel like this movie coming out now in March, because it's coming out. like yeah, soon. Really yeah. soon. Not funny, yeah. And I feel like the, the public at large is ready for some Elton John worship at this moment in the way that it maybe wasn't ready for Queen worship. Well, clearly it was, though, right? Like, Queen, that movie made an ins- a stupid amount of money. I guess. But but I, I, I hear what you're saying. It's like, this this movie has the benefit in ways that, like, 
you know, Walk the Line or the Queen movie or whatever don't really ever have a, an ability to capture the zeitgeist at a particular moment. Mm-hmm. And Alan John is kind of an, a, I don't know, a, of our, like, <laughs> as, and again, we'll get into this a little bit later, but, like, as the kind of landscape of rock and roll and especially the way we look at it, I mean, we're talking about this, we'll talk about this thing in the pod when you're plugging stuff, I would assume, but you reviewed the, the new Michael Jackson documentary. I did. The, the, the way that we talk about and think about rock stardom, I think, like, especially, like, retroactively is changing a lot and mm-hmm. and, and so I think that it, and and you know obviously the Queen Bohemian Rhapsody kind of seems to circumvent a lot of those discussions that it doesn't really want to have maybe because a lot of the members of that band were involved in the making yeah but which I, is the problem you sure. can't make a good move like we'll see how this turns out and I think that I'm sorry I'm kind of like no yeah you're like good. weaving through three different thoughts that I just had all no, at the same time I think that the fantastical approach is the way to do it sure because it doesn't feel like oh they're trying to tell like the real story while Elton John is still alive and it doesn't condone any of the things that probably are really shitty about 1970s rock and roll totally. I think like lots of movies I either sloppily grapple with or just kind of tone deathly approach totally and i think i don't think we're gonna have a really good like honest queen movie until they're all dead you know what i mean well, i don't right. think that you can that's why sasha baron cohen dropped out you know Act, it, yeah totally because brian he was like this is this is brian may wanted to make a movie about queen not about freddie mercury and he was like this doesn't really make a lot of sense also we can never tell the honest version of this we can't tell things how it actually seemed like they would have gone down again like how I don't know. I'm kind of interested. That's why I bring... That, the only reason I bring up Velvet Goldmine or Last Days, I don't know if you've seen that, that's the Gus Van Sant movie that's kind of like um, the theoretical Last Days of Kurt Cobain's life. But mm. again, his name isn't Kurt Cobain in the movie. It simply theoretically pitches a character, and we'll get into this with our second trailer a little <laughs> Similar bit Similar to, but legally distinct from exactly. Kurt Cobain. <laughs> exactly. But again, like a movie that kind of fantastically reimagines something that none of us will ever understand. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's an easier way to grapple with that kind of the extremism of rock and roll like I think yeah. Rocket Man seems like it's kind of interested in that at least based on the trailer I think this is a really good trailer I think so too I like it and I like the idea of doing a big Elton John musical for sure like fuck yeah in, like directly into my veins please yeah for sure and, and in a way that like is also about Elton John like I don't know the degree to which I want to watch a movie that's like starring a guy named Daniel and like he's a dancer and yeah uh, right you know, like like the obviousness like that's what the, those are the things that annoy or like me. my name is Levon right exactly it's like yeah. he's the wizened guy who's gonna help him and you're like we get it like settle down because those are the things that annoy me a little bit about Mamma Mia and especially about Across the Universe it's like well of course we have a character named Jude because how else like yeah like that's not I really like Across the Universe there are things I like about it and actually this brings up another point that I wanted to say is that like mm-hmm. I think that Across the Universe one of the things that it succeeds at is that a lot of those songs are reinterpreted so they feel fresh again one of the things that disappoints me a little bit about this trailer is yes we're getting original vocals but for the most part these are just the original songs karaoke mm-hmm. um, which again is a step above lip syncing the previous songs but I kind of wonder if you're trying to go the full fantasy Give me like an interesting version of Tiny Dancer. Give me something. I give me Candle in the Wind, but like a different style. Like make these really commit to these songs being slightly different. It's not going to like dishonor like the thing that he's done. I just think if we're going to make it a musical, let's actually really yeah. take these songs and push them a different direction. Because like I, you know, Paramount wants to make money on this, right? They're like, well, 
we, we somehow we have the the, the soundtrack. You're going to want to buy that, <laughs> right? And it's like, I don't know how much I just want to hear. Why would I not just listen to the real Tiny Dancer? Elton John's yeah. clearly a better singer. Now, this is interesting for a movie, but not interesting long-lasting. Mm. Whereas I totally, when I was in high school, would just listen to the Across the Universe totally. soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. What's-his-name's version of, like, Happiness is a Warm Gun is, like, a great take Oh, my God, that. it's so good. Joe, Joe someone. Something like that. Know. Yeah. But, yeah, that's really fucking good. I liked their version of... Um, Oh, I want to hold your hand. Like the scaled down yeah, lesbian totally. version is so fucking cool. It's great. It's yeah. like because we've taken it. It's like let's push it. You're so overly familiar with those songs by yeah. this point. Let's give them a new fresh coat of paint. And mm-hmm. it's like that means at least from a music perspective to me more than just new vocals. Um, this looks cool though. I, I it do, looks cool. I, I, I'm curious to know the degree to which like Elton being in Kingsman two. Is like <laughs> had an effect on all of this. It's wild. I want to know the extent to which Elton John writing all the music for Romeo and Juliet is Great in this movie. Great question. Yeah, because that's a Paramount subsidiary, I believe. Yeah. yeah. If Romeo and Juliet is in this movie somehow, I'm gonna be just the so end, happy. He's just like washed, and he's like he's like <laughs> having meetings with like ex- animation executives. He's like yes. Ugh. Or even like the Lion King. Sure. He did the fucking Lion King. There's a very cute video of me on Christmas morning when I'm like two years old, like singing, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? At two years old. And I knew all the words. That's crazy. My quick Elton John story is I saw, I've seen Elton John. Um, oh, shut up. That's so cool. Yeah, I saw him at Bonnaroo 2015. Uh, closed it out. And that weekend, I think, was like one or two weeks before or after the big anniversary, one of the big anniversaries for Lion King. I guess it would have been the 20th, mm. maybe? Yeah, the 20th. Because 95, right? Or something? I think 94, 94. 94. Okay, so this must have been 2004 I went. Um, and everyone was like, oh, you know, Elton wasn't really touring at that point. Like, it, this was just like he was doing a festival date, whatever. I think he was doing a couple of festival dates. And everyone's like, this is the moment. Like, he's going to do a cool tribute or whatever. And I think that that kind of encapsulated my thoughts on singing Elton John Live was that he didn't do that. And, like, yeah. at the end, I remember everyone walking away and some people being vocally disappointed, like strangers, right? Because, like, it's a cattle call when you leave the main stage. Of oh, yeah. It's like you're not moving and whatever. But lots of musical kind of moments happen in those weird crowds, uh, the cattle call. And someone was started singing Can You Feel the Love Tonight, which was, like, this kind of great, like, well, Elton didn't do it, but clearly, like, the about, you know, six to 700 people all around us are going to do this right now. So Aww. it turned into, a, like, a really cool moment. That's nice. But it's like, he doesn't acknowledge it. It was weird. Like, I've heard that he didn't do Can You Feel the Love Tonight on the tour that he's on right now, either. Yeah, I, 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 I he seems to distance himself from it. Um, I think it's interesting that they call him Fat Boy at one point, because it's like, <laughs> I, yes, probably Elton, you know, if we look back, yeah, but, like, I don't feel like Taron Edgerton's, like, gained pounds for this role or anything. Like, I don't know. We can't all be Christian Bale. Sure. Correct. Yeah. Christian Bale just loves to gain and lose weight. It's, it's like a thing. sport. It, I think he really does think about things like that. I think a lot of actors, a lot of character actors do. I don't, Taron Edgerton, not a character actor in that sense. I mean, I don't even think of Elton John as like a fat guy. I, I never do either. I mean. He's a curvy guy. He's a curvy guy. He's, he's just also, a normal looking man. Well, he's also just short. Like, so that, you know, I don't know. I like, identify with that. That you do for sure. Well, yeah, you're just short for a woman though. Like he's short for a man. I don't know. Like, it's <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Like looking at Elton, I'm like, <laughs> like you're not, like you're short, but not, how tall are you? You're like. I'm 5'3 on a good day. Yeah. That, isn't that like closer to average or no yeah I'm pretty average yeah, I'm like say, ever so slightly Elton is average. like actually short yeah. like I think Elton's gotta be five well this five, is you with six. your like six two privilege I know I know I know I know this is yeah my height privilege comes back um, it's so funny earlier CJ was like 
Yeah, I'll do like another shot. We were talking about like do, like over the course of the day, and like yeah. we're working on some stuff for like surprise upcoming things for the magazine. And yeah, CJ's stuff we like, can't talk about. CJ's like, yeah, I'll do another shot, and I'm just sitting here like. <sighs> I'm like, every shot, it makes a big difference for me. I am so small. Yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> Tall and small. I, I definitely have to drink a lot more for this podcast than you do. I know. Someday I'm going to match you and I will go to the hospital. <laughs> Someday I'll match you and I'll just it'll be a sober pod. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be just like fucked beyond awfully. <laughs> oh boy. All right, let's jump into our second trailer, uh, Her Smell. It was Becky something. Yeah, yikes. Her smell is not a great... And she looks like she smells... I hope that's what that means, right? Like, I don't... I. She looks like she smells like like sweat and whiskey and, like, old, cheap CVS makeup. Which is what you want. We're talking about Elizabeth Moss. Uh, yeah. In, yeah, in the trailer for this. Uh, she looks like she smells. And, like, B.O. Yes. Like, I can imagine her smell, and I hate that the title of this movie is making me think of it. Yeah, so, she, so the the quick elevator pitch, if you haven't watched this trailer yet, which I think you should. I think it's a pretty good trailer. It's a good trailer. Um, she, Elizabeth Moss, uh, it's basically Peggy Olsen does grunge. Um, uh, shouts out Mad Men. Uh, yeah, she's just like a kind of, I don't know if this takes place in the 90s. It seems like it does. Is um, this in, is this based on a real person? I don't think so. I think okay, this, is, cool. this is just entirely imagined. Uh, okay, because are... I was sitting there kind of like looking over at you and nodding like, ah, yes, this artist. <laughs> no, yeah. So it opens with her singing Another uh, another Girl, Another Planet by the Fresh and Onlys. Uh, and... Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. That's she the, smells. She smells. Yeah, she's like a, a, <laughs> she's like a, so she's uh, she's a the front woman of a band who are trying to make it, and it's a grimy rock and roll story, you know. Grimy as fuck. Like if you want to talk about like the kind of polished, cleaned up version of the rock star thing that we've been doing lately with the Bohemian Rhapsody and the Selton John thing, and even across the universe to a degree, this is not that. This is like she's smashing mirrors and she's got like a bloody nose and doing cocaine and like this is the rock star experience. Yes, this is yeah, this is I it's hard to say glamorizing but certainly like romanticizing what being in a band of a specific moment is. She's in an all-female group. Do you think it's romanticizing? She looks like a fucking hot mess. Uh romanticizing in the sense that I think when we and I, maybe I, I I'm extrapolating, I both myself like my own thoughts. Maybe and also, she's a pretty girl. But I think it's like this is what we want 
we'll get to this with another trailer we're talking about a little bit later too so i can save it for them too but i think that this is like what you want to imagine that the 90s kind of felt like like yeah. there, that, that, that there is this thick layer of grime over everything and that like uh if you were there when you know sonic youth was recording that that's what it was like that that character is kim gordon or you know that like that there is this like really tangible grasp sense the graspable sense of like dirtiness to the yeah. thing that you're you're because because that's what we want to think about and i think that it's easy to 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 desire that because like that's not the way we really like glamorize bands now like we the bands that we write about for the most part in the music section like none of them live lives like this like like mm -hmm. this is not this is like this is like sex drugs and rock and roll baby like the but like the really kind of intense version of it she's a fucking mess yeah she's a mess like it, yeah i can't be overstated like she's gross in this trailer yeah her smell. Her smell. It's not a good smell. Pungent. Pungent. Really. Her, what if it was called her odor? Her, which, <laughs> almost better, like, rings better. Her odor. Her odor. Her smell, like, it doesn't mean. Her it stench. It means nothing. Um, I should correct myself. I said that uh, Another Girl, Another Planet was by the Fresh and Onlys. It's by the only ones. When I said Fresh and Onlys, I was like, that's definitely not correct. Um, I was about to nod and be like, ah, yes. Yes. Uh, this is directed by Alex Ross Perry. Uh, kind of directorial wonder people like who did the Golden Exits and Listen Up Philip. Uh, this seems like his most mainstream thing for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, also, guy who wrote uh, I did I did believe did rewrites on Christopher Robin. If people give a shit about oh! that, um, I give a shit about Christopher Robin. Yeah, uh, and the thing I wanted to note, and I did look this up after the trailer because the second song pitched in this trailer is like something I did not recognize. And I wanted to know if I was just an idiot. Um, or because their version of the only ones another girl on our planet is kind of like weirdly grunged out and a little bit like uh, mid tempo and obviously there's an anger behind it that isn't in the original or yeah. the or the Blink One Eighty Two version most people are familiar with. Um, but I there are original songs in this, so oh, cool. so whatever girl band she's the front of, uh, have they have like real songs that they recorded? That's so, kind of fun. I like uh, that. Yeah, and uh, and also we felt comfortable talking about this in your apartment, not mine, because Elizabeth Olsen, noted Scientologist. Ah. Uh, uh, we can't go, you know, to my apartment in Hollywood because we're right down the street. So we had to get all of our thoughts out here unfortunate yeah um i will totally go see this i i like the vibe and especially knowing their original songs and you know when we were just talking about the rocket man thing it's like yeah like if th those that last song seemed cool like whatever it was we're seeing some like well this is coming out of march this is another thing i wanted to point out because a lot of these trailers are like coming this march well, so this it's just like really makes me well, so we should note, too, this debuted at TIFF and got pretty good reviews. Okay, um, all right, all right. So it's been floating out there for a minute. Doing but the it's still coming out in fucking March? End of March, I think, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. How good did it really do? I think it's like an 84 on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Meh. Because it seems like That's if it, pretty good. It's, well, yeah, but it seems like if it has original songs and it did well at TIFF, if it was really that good, it would be coming out in Oscar season to try to get an original song nomination. Maybe, but also, as we saw with this year's, you know, original songs, like, I don't think this sounds the thing. Like, Can I tell you, I still have not heard Shallow in its entirety. Yikes, it's so good. Why? Is it good? Yeah, it's great. Shallow's great. Shallow deserved the Oscar. For sure. Meh. 
It's great. Now. It's great. It really is. I'm, this is no bullshit. That song's really fucking good. Okay, I'll listen to it. Yeah, it's whatever. Awesome. Lots of the songs in that movie are great. I mean, that the song written by Jason Isbell is fucking great, and then Eddie Vedder went and covered it live. Amazing. Oh, that's kind of you can't that's, like that's kind of fun. That's yeah, kind of fun. A song written by Jason Isbell, performed by Bradley Cooper, then covered by Eddie Vedder. Insane. The the like bonus footage version of Star Is Born is at the ArcLight by my house right uh, now. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. And I'm like. Oh, maybe. And then I look and it's like two and a half hours long and I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> it's long. Yeah, that's longer. It's so long. You should watch I a bit. I can't. Um, I know. I'm sure I'll like it. I like Lady Gaga. I'm, I'm curious to know if anyone like notable wrote the songs for her smell. Honestly. Because it does seem like probably some indie rocker was like I can't that. get over how awful this title is. Her smell. Baby. Her stench. Her stench. Uh, that's all the thoughts I had on it. It looks, yeah. it looks cool. It, it, there's there's a tone to it, for sure. I feel like I had another thought. Uh, I don't remember. Ooh, her smell. Uh. Oh, I wanted to pull up the cast, too. The cast for this movie is amazing. Yeah. Um, worth oh, it's coming. Your... It's coming back. It's coming back to me. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Her smell. Her smell. Her smell. The music. Uh, it's gone. All gone. Uh, the cast for this movie is fucking dope. Like, legit amazing. Like, Virginia Madsen's in this. Uh, our guy, who I feel like we talk about on this pod for some reason, Dan Stevens is in it. Yeah! Uh, which is great. Um, Cara Delevingne is in it, who I don't care much about, but beyond the fact that she dated uh, St. Vincent. Mm. Um, yeah. Her spell, cool. her spell, spell. What was I going to say? It was a really good point. Ooh. Oh yeah. Um Eric brief Stoltz. brief plug. Girlfriend of the podcast Tapley has a really really good article up on the website about the the oeuvre of Seth Rogen and Point Grey Productions and kind of how they transitioned from like making films about marijuana to making TV shows about cocaine. Mm -hmm. And like if you want to talk about like a drug fueled editing and sure. like tone of a trailer like this is it the music is playing forwards and then the music is playing backwards and we're having quick cuts of her performing and her like smashing a mirror and blood running down her face it's a very like it felt it reminded me of that you know what actually uh bringing it to your point what this reminded me a little bit of is the russian doll trailer where mm. we definitely get a lot of the musical refrain coming back as though like there's a cyclical element yeah to the thing it's a really cool trailer i trailer. like this trailer. trailer i like the way that it's cut oh drunk kate is here She's here. She's arrived. Hello. I'm drunk, Kate. Welcome. <laughs> we should jump into the rapid fire. Okay. Okay. The music is starting. Right. Now we no. have to now we have to go our quote unquote rapid fire. <laughs> it is rapid fire. Again, I would like to point out, someone who had the pod, you can definitely tell that the amount of time we spent on the first two trailers is theoretically longer. <laughs> depending on the time in which we record. Okay. Yeah. Alright, the music is starting. No. Sorry, I've been going. Uh, okay, but, uh, <laughs> we should transition some of these ideas into the dirt, which is our next trailer. The dirt, which is, I believe, awful on... titles. So the dirt is based on uh, the Motley Crue uh, book, autobiography of the same name. Uh, autobiography. I think it's or a biography. I think it's a tell-all. I think that like they were Let's all. Let's go involved. to Google Corner real quick. You explain what this is about while I go to Google. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that they all were kind of involved in it. So, but it might just be a, bi a biography. Anyway. Um, yeah, Motley Crue, wasn't fast enough. Vince Neil, Tommy Lee, Nikki Six, you get all the, the guys. Um, but yes, that book, The Dirt in particular, is kind of notoriously known as the rock and roll book. Like that is, if you're going to read about the crazy romanticized exploits of a band, 
that's the one. It is an autobiography. Yes, okay. The Dirt, Confession of the World's Most Notorious Rock Band, is a collaborative autobiography yeah, of Motley Crue by the band Tommy Lee, Mick Mars, Vince Neil, and Nikki Six, and yep. New York Times writer Neil Strauss. That's what I thought. Yeah, okay, so it, yeah, I was right. It is. Yeah, it's a it's a collaborative effort. I have not read Dirt. I only know it in infamy. As Sounds being... fun, right? Maybe? Yeah, again, like, again, I feel like a lot of this trailer and probably this movie's issues exist mostly in like the way that we think or talk about rock and roll. I have heard this movie described as problematic. I, I, I am curious to know if the movie itself is actually problematic or if simply the purview of the world and and the way we think about rock music and rock and roll is different. Cause it's it's clearly trying to show there's a point where I do not I am gonna look like a huge asshole right now because it. I do not know the members of Motley Crue. I'm vaguely aware of their music. I'm sure if you played me their Tommy popular Lee, songs. Pamela Anderson, you know, you yeah, know that whole thing. That was yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a point where like one of the guys is in a hotel kind of making an ass out of himself and yelling and it's clearly like Oh, see, like, we're showing, like, the shitty stuff. And then at the end of the trailer, they destroy a guy's car. And they're yeah. like, yeah, Motley Crue will be here all week. And we're like, haha, those guys. It's yeah. like, you just destroyed a man's car. No, totally. But that, but I think that, like, the legacy, you know, he, the manager in this trailer even says, who's a good actor, and I can't, I think, uh, the guy from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, I forget his name. But he, he even says, like, I have been the manager of some great bands and basically you guys no one even comes close to the kind of fucking bullshit shenanigan that you guys pulled mm. and it's like I think I think all the legacy of like when you walk into a hotel room you're like we'll fucking destroy this place rock and roll baby it's like that's Motley Crue like like you know like their imp their imprint on the world is like that kind of difficultness like mm. the like we have an insane writer and we have uh, and we'll destroy hotel rooms and we're just kind of and and, and it, this like the Elton John movie seems like the fantastical kind of we're having this big musical and the celebration of this like kind of difficult artist at one point in the seventies, and then her smell is definitely like here's the griminess of like probably what a lot of people the internal element, and then this is like the Hooters, like yeah. like this is like here are big tits and you know drinking, cool, and and, and I I just can't imagine this movie actually says anything that like the book the book has to be better right the book has to actually explore some of the like regret and remorse of like people that were attempting to do that kind of thing or at the very least show no remorse in in and of that self it says something more interesting this like, is just like whatever like don't be don't be a fucking dick about it why can't people just play nice music why does this have to be a part well, of it? that's the world now right like now that's what we expect of, of our rock stars but i think at a time especially when motley Crue were coming around it was like nope we want huge theatrics and we want to believe that these guys really don't give a fuck like they I just don't beans. give a I don't shit. like it either. Those guys are mean, huh? Uh, multiple notes I had. I believe the opening, the very opening shot of the city is from the Fox, 20th Century Fox open. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. There's a moment where like you see the city and I'm pretty sure it is colored and straight staged the exact same as the 20th Century Fox open. I, you know, That's I'm so funny. Where it goes, no, I totally know what you're talking about. And then we finally see the thing. That I, I'm almost 100 percent sure. I will check that later. Very interesting. Um, Pete Davidson. Yikes. What yeah. Are we doing? Uh, Pete Davidson's in this trailer. We normally try to save it for the pod when we're watching the trailers, but one of my verbal reactions was Pete Davidson showing up and me going, "Oh my god." They're trying to pitch Pete, but Pete Davidson, I believe, as like this, like innocent. Well, like, he's like man. their. 
I think in this trailer, from what I picked up, he's like their first manager I think who so. kind of gets in over As his a head. Kid, yeah. And then like the big guns take over later. Sit, sit down, Big Dick Pete Davidson. We don't need you in this movie. Pete Davidson is doing very well for himself these days. He's out there. He did a really Kate What up? Yeah, he did a really fun, self-aware skit on SNL Weekend yes. Update with John Mulaney about, ironically, the Mustang, the horse that cannot be tamed, both figuratively and literally. Correct. Yeah. Which we have strong feelings about. We do. Yeah. Or at least I do. Yes. And. uh... And he, I, you know, a, comp, a complicated figure. Also, that figure. was not about the Mustang. That was about... Uh, it wasn't the, about the Mustang. It was about... The Clint about, Eastwood movie. It, well, no, it was about the Mustang. No, or was it, it about the mule? It was about the mule, which oh, is a different horse-based... Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. Mustang, okay. not out yet. Mustang, not out yet. But yeah, they were about, it was about the mule. Could and, have been about the Mustang, honestly, though. Yeah. yeah. And Pete Davidson kind of like... Talking about the mule, but also talking about how he publicly threatened suicide on Twitter. Here's the thing, though, is most things at this point are self-aware Pete Davidson moves. And I kind of even look at this as like, okay, we get it. Like, you're the, like, you're the Motley Crue comedian. Mm. Like, you're the, like, guy who will have the tell-all at some point. You're the guy who is currently dating some of the biggest stars we have. You're you're so kind of... crazy. It's crazy. I don't know... And you know what? I really put my tinfoil hat on about this stuff. Like, the Jay-Z and Beyonce, the whole, like, like cheating and lemonade, and then they're back together. It's all fake. It's all a show. It's all a show. I'm sure they're fine. They're married, but, like, I'm sure it's all fine. I would like to believe that's not what's actually happening with Pete Davidson. He just is someone who, by the nature of the job he has, is forced to be semi-self-aware at times. But I don't know. Maybe not. It's all fake. Um, let's move on to Dragged Across Concrete. This movie is about hitmen? Yeah, I don't know. I, cops? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the it's... fundamental purpose of a trailer is to tell me what the movie is about. Yeah, it's hard to tell. This is definitely like a trailer that airs more on the side of a teaser. Um, this is from, I don't have the director's name written down, but, but the guy who did Bone Tomahawk and Brawl and Cell Block 99, which I believe is Brawl and Cell Block was one of the top 50 movies for Mary Graham. Uh, okay. Years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, which also stars uh, Vince Vaughn. Uh, but I believe the film staff really likes that movie. I know people love Bone Tomahawk. This yeah. is clearly a director that is like on the come up and people are very excited about. His decision to continue working with Vince Vaughn in a dramatic situation and then also Mel Gibson is slightly Yeah, Mel reflecting. Gibson is getting top billing now, I guess. Sugar tits, maybe. Mel tits. Gibson. Yeah. And not... not Starring the director of Braveheart, wink, wink, like yeah. full on first name in like Chiron in this trailer right. is fucking Mel, Mel Gibson. We've forgiven that he hates the Jews, and I here we are. guess so. I can't believe in this current. Hey, Jodie Foster loves him, so it's fine. <sighs> Whatever. Um, I can't believe in this climate that we're all like okay with Mel Gibson still. No, no one's okay with Mel Gibson. I will. Well, say- then why is he here? Why am I watching his dumb face in a car with Vince Vaughn? His dumb mustached face, by the way. Oh, um, it's awful. I'll say this, you know. <sighs> Is Mel Gibson a good actor? Like I think Mel Gibson's a fine actor. Uh, I, I I don't know. I'm so conflicted because it's like Mel, literally find a different old guy. Uh, literally any old guy. 
You know who's a great, unproblematic old guy is Jeff Bridges. 100%. He seems like he would be an interesting choice for this movie. I, um, dude, Jeff Bridges as a hitman? Would be great. Down. I, I, I am, I, I will say this though, like, regardless of the strange casting choices that this director continues to make, I like this trailer a lot. Like, Do you? I, really I feel did. like I don't know what the fuck this movie is. I don't know either, but like, I really, when I watch Cell, uh, you know, Brawl and Cell Block 99 either, I really, beyond a guy living, a convict in, in jail, like, I didn't know a lot about the actual plot details of that movie either. I, but watching this, I was like, the thing I find most striking, there's no music for the first, like, probably like 45 seconds of the trailer, and it's just these, like, empty cuts, and it's really kind of, like, jarring in a way music that I was not. Music editor CJ Simonson. Yeah, right. Uh, but not film editor literal film editor here. Um, <laughs> but I just found that to be like, wow. Like it, it is it's, striking. It's very stark in a way that I really appreciated. Um, and the cast for this looks great. Don Johnson's in it. Jennifer Carpenter from uh, Dexter's in this. Um, it looks like a very, like, I'm intrigued. Like, if it's trying to sell me, I'm here. I'm here I don't know. In our, in our soberish episode, we talked about what is the goal of a yes, trailer. for sure. I don't know what this movie is about. Which I feel like is kind of the point of a trailer. Like, it might we, be a dirty cop movie. It might be a hitman movie. Are we, it might be are something we in banking on Mel Gibson getting people to watch a movie again? Is that, like, has he gotten back to that point? I don't know. I mean, that was the thing I think people, like, kind of, I don't want to say took for granted. But, like, when talking about the beaver, well, you know, his, like, quote-unquote yeah. comeback movie that Jodie Foster did... I, I think the most interesting thing to me was that, like, because the stakes were so low, it was like, well, whatever. Like, he's starting... We're not going to let Mel Gibson direct a movie. I mean, we might, but, like, hopefully Hollywood won't. But here's someone who's his friend who's like, whatever, I'm giving you the second chance to do the most of it. And people seem to like The Beaver. I, I haven't seen it. Um, it seemed like it did relatively okay. I'm not... Like, we should by no stretch ever let Mel Gibson be the biggest star on the planet. I don't even think it seems like he's learned his lesson. But, like... This movie seems intriguing, and I guess I'm curious to know what the behind-the-scene conversation of, like, having him be in it looks like. Cause, it's Netflix, right? Uh, no, no, no. I think this is a theatrical Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, pff, fuck this. I, I think, uh, I believe, I think Vince Vaughn is the type that is, like, libertarian, whatever, like, okay with, or, like... I don't know. It seems like he's... I'm making kind of a... I think he's the kind of guy who's like, whatever, like Mel Gibson, let's bring him back kind of guy. Like, he clearly doesn't have any issue with this. I cannot believe that in the year 2019, Mel Gibson is not just, like, panned. I can't believe it. It makes me so just existentially depressed. Yeah, maybe. I like this trailer, though, and I probably will watch this movie. Uh, I, what's that director's name? I don't. I could look it up in a little bit. But wow, CJ. I didn't write it down. Just yeah. CJ, not woke Simonson. I well, guess. Sorry. Whatever. Bone, bone tomahawk, baby. It is a fun trailer. It's a fun trailer, but it doesn't tell me what the fuck a movie's about. I don't know if it's fun, but it's definitely like, oh, like what's up here? Like worth taking note of. Like, is it a drama? Is it like a buddy comedy? Are there they are hitmen? Some, are they cops? I just, I don't know what this movie is. The mind reels. Um, finally, <laughs> we should discuss The Highwaymen, which is not about music by any stretch, but The Highwaymen, of course, you know, one of the great, uh, you know, country super groups of all time. Yes, I know. Yeah. What are, who are the members of The Highwaymen? The Highwayman is a poem. Okay. The and the band The Highwaymen would feature... What classic country stars? You can do this. I guarantee you can name at least a couple of them. 
John Robinson. That's just like a person uh, made up. Dennis Rodman, no. Dennis Chatsworth. Just name a famous country star. Johnny Cash. Okay, nailed it. Sweet. Uh uh famous country. Uh Kenny Chesney. Yikes, no. Uh, <laughs> uh uh John Denver. Nope. Uh I knew you would do this to me this episode, CJ. God damn it! I asked you not to. I only did it once, though. Uh. And it's for something that is 100% not in your wheelhouse. So. John, okay, John, I got Johnny Cash. Yeah. Uh, who's? Who, give me a hint. Um, one of them loves weed. Ooh. Uh, like loves weed today or loved weed back in the day? Loves weed today. I believe only two of the Highwaymen are with us, but I'm gonna. I need to make sure. Ooh, who's like an old country star who loves weed today? You're only describing one of them, and I love it. I, I, CJ, I've done two shots, and I've had, like, three beers today, and you're asking me to really operate out of my wheelhouse here. Yeah, okay, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson, okay, cool, Willie okay. Nelson, okay. Um, give, wait, me, give, me a, give me a hint. Oh, give me a hint? Um, like a song. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do that. Uh, Oki from Muskoki. <laughs> Christ. Okay, uh, Waylon Jennings is one of them. I don't know who that is. Okay. And Chris Christopherson. Oh! Yeah. Oh, that's a name I know. The, yeah. Well, he was in the remake of A Star is Born. Before oh. then, they remade it again. Like Barbara one Starsky. of four remakes? Yes. Yeah, one of the, yeah, one of many. But that's The Highwaymen, so that was... I know the, I know the poem. The Highwaymen kept writing, writing, writing. It's a, it's a poem. Keep going. Yeah. By William Longfellow, I think. What's the rest of it? It's it's a whole thing. It's very sad. It's <laughs> very it's a sad poem that I really liked in high school because I was very sad. Fair but it's about a highwayman who's like writing, 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 and then his true love is killed, and he tries to get back to her in time, and then doesn't. <laughs> Don't yikes me, goddammit! We're in my home. Don't yikes me in my own home. All right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> you can yikes me a little. The highwayman, by the way, features neither the poem nor the supergroup. The highwayman. No, but it does feature Kevin Costner. Oh yeah. And uh, what's that guy? Fucking uh, weird guy. Yeah, Willie. Uh, no, not Willie. Uh, <laughs> why? Now this is where my. We both know who we're talking about, but yeah, what's his fucking detective name? Weird guy. And, uh, not, not McConaughey. No, not McConaughey. Not uh, McConaughey, but like McConaughey, but like weird. Yeah. What the fuck is his name? I don't know. But oh I my don't... god, we're both having such a huge click of brain fart. Hold on, Google corner. No, I don't need the Google. I I can get this. Uh, uh... No, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Oh, look at that. The first result is uh, the fucking no, uh, well, poem. Who is... Oh, no. This is a real petering out moment. What is your name? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. There we go. Fucking goddamn it. See? See? I'm going to take another sip of my beer here. See? Yikes. This is like anti- It's a mutual yikes. Mutual yikes. This is an anti-Bonnie and Clyde. I like that. I think I'm kind of curious by it. I don't know if I like it. Oh, the poem is by Alfred Noyes, not by... The person William Rods Longfellow. Yes. All right, well. Yikes. Correction corner. <laughs> All around yikes. Um, this is like uh, two Texas Rangers. They make sure to let us know that they are Texas Rangers. They are. CJ, are they Texas Rangers? I don't know. Do what they kind know of Chuck what, Norris? What kind of Rangers are they? Uh, Texas. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Rangers the of the Texas variety. Not the baseball team. 
Um, yeah, they, uh, they're Texas Rangers, and they are... Uh, Kathy Bates has sent them out to make sure they go get Bonnie and Clyde. I kind of like it. If we're talking about, like... Because we're in... To, to jump back a couple episodes, we're in this era of kind of glamorizing true crime and yes, serial killers and sure. blah, 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 blah. For sure. And I feel like the time is right for, like, a Bonnie and Clyde are bad, we're gonna go get them. Yeah, so this definitely has a... Uh, like a small anti-gun slant to it. There's like a line. There's in there. a lot of guns in this trailer. There are, but there's a line where he says like, "Oh, you know, it used to take something to be famous. Now you just have a gun and you kill someone and you'll make the front page or something Ooh, along those lines." Hashtag woke. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, yes. Gun violence in this country is a problem. Um, but this movie, like, maybe is a like. Why else? How do you? How else do you pitch an anti Bonnie and Clyde? Because you're talking about like basically the other side of one of the most famous movies ever made. Yeah. That is one of the greatest kind of like, uh, you know, true crime stars or whatever. And it's time. weird because it's definitely like Bonnie and Clyde are bad. We're gonna go get them. But then you have these like shots of like Bonnie like walking, and you just see her heels, and then like. Oh, she, she turns it over. She flipped him over so he could know what was happening when she killed him. And then Clyde being like, you're in Clyde's house now. Or yeah, whatever the yeah, fuck yeah, it was. That's that right. Said. Yeah, with a knife or Something whatever. Something like yeah. that. Like, okay. Like, they're clearly, like, Bonnie and Clyde are still being portrayed as badasses. But, like, and if anything, Woody Harrelson and, and other. Kevin Costner. And are Kevin Costner are, like, kind the of. The antithesis of that. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to quite tiptoe into bumbling. No, they're like aw shucks Midwesterners. Yeah, like they're like they are Texas sorry, Rangers. Sorry, aw shucks Texas Rangers, not of the <laughs> fucking uh, what's his name variety, uh, who I mentioned earlier, and now I'm not remembering his name either. Fucking what's his name? Everyone loves him. Everyone loves him. Yeah, the rules. Barack Obama. No. Oh no. <laughs> Um, God, Alexandria like, Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, we do love her. That that second shot has really fucked me up. No, uh, Chuck Norris. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Not of that variety of Texas <laughs> Ranger. But, I don't know. Uh, this also, is... I just named two people that definitely everyone does not love. Who? Barack Obama and, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, yeah. I yeah. should have gone Mr. Rogers. Well, did you see? Oh, yeah. yeah everyone yeah. loves Mr. Rogers. Everyone. I feel like that documentary pulled some people out of the woodwork, but it's for the most so part, good. It's I finally watched it. It's so good. Kate's finally playing catch up with all last year's movies. Oh my god, I love it. Um, this is from the director of The Blind Side. Cool. Neat. What a bad movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's really cool that Sandra Bullock took mercy on that poor black child. It's really great that we gave her an Oscar for doing that because she could bleach her hair to look trashy <laughs> and from Texas. Great. Um, I saw that movie with my mom, and she was like, that was really good. I'm like, okay. I like watching this trailer knowing it's like the bland counterpart to True Detective. Like, this is like yeah. the follow-up. Like, uh, like, Woody Harrelson's life wasn't that great afterwards. <laughs> this is such a meh. Yeah, it's a real bland. Also, a Netflix thing we should point out. Like, this is definitely like a hit the festival circuit. Here you go, Netflix kind of thing. Like, I love, I was cracking up inside it. Coming this March, yeah, which yeah, I know yeah. I've said earlier in this episode, but I cannot overstate how fucking hilarious this is to well, me. Well, on Netflix, it's like, whatever, it'll just live there. And people, coming this December. Coming this a, February. It says like, a lot about Kevin Costner's star, I feel like, at this point, that it's kind of like, I don't know, I think we're all mostly over Kevin Costner. Like, his kind of, like, 
Because he really is like Midwestern, like, you know, baseball, like red, white, and blue. We're doing it, you know. Like, someone pointed out online the number of white savior movies that, like, Kevin Costner's a part of, either intentionally or not intentionally, is, like, kind of insane. But, uh, I like Kevin Costner fine, but, like, he is kind of an unconventional, like, he, this is the type of role he does now, right? He always does, like, the, either the kind of, American period piece thing or he's on what's the Paramount TV show he's on Ye Yellowstone oh. where it's like again he's playing basically a character that's stuck in like the 1970s Kansas and like just lives in America he's got great coats though uh, he has a lot of great coats and jackets and oh I like a coat I like a jacket I'm gonna send you an article after this but you know whatever <laughs> the, the, an another show that feels like he is very he makes uh, he's like the CBS you know, of of actors, if that makes I'm sense. I'm nodding. Like, the older The CBS people. of actors is, like, so accurate and yet such a dig. Like, my grandfather loves Yellowstone. Like, that's all you need to know. He's like, oh, have you seen Yellowstone? Like, uh, <laughs> Kevin Costner's great in it. And you're like, oh, I didn't realize Kevin Costner was someone we were still talking about or giving a shit about. But here we are, and this is the highlight. That's right, Beans. Yeah. This movie doesn't look very good, does it? No, it looks boring. But for Netflix, I'm sure it'll do just fine. Um, Coming this March. <laughs> what do you got up on the site right now? Um, we, I, I teased it earlier, but you had a, a, a TV yeah, roundup from if last you, week. If you check out the TV roundup, I talked about leaving Neverland, and uh, it is a Harlem. really it is a really difficult watch. But I've I it's one thing to recommend something and be like, yeah, this is good. It's another thing to be like. This is required viewing sure. if you're going to be a human being in 2019. Because sure. I know Beans. It's very sad. I have not watched it yet. You should. because I, I, I will watch it. Not only because, like, it's not just like a, we all need to accept that Michael Jackson was bad. It's more like, in the context of the whole Me Too movement, it is the most cohesive portrait of trauma mm. that I think has yet been put to film in a way that everyone can kind of understand. Sure. Because when they got on the stand to talk to, in the first trial, because the whole reason everybody thought that he didn't do anything was because they got on the trial the first time. And they said, like, oh, he's like, nope, never happened to me. Right. Because they didn't feel like they were lying because they didn't feel like they had been abused because it was all in the context of a quote-unquote relationship. Sure. And it didn't occur to them until years later, like, oh, shit. And going into this documentary, I was one of those people that was like, this is getting very deep for Trailer Trash. Going into this documentary, I was like, 2019? Like, he's been dead for almost 10 years. Like, calm down. But well, they they really do answer the question of why now. And I think it's an important thing to important thing to look at. Yeah, it's also a long thing, which is mostly why I haven't done it It's yet, but... long, and it's really tough. Like, there's... Yeah. It is so detailed, but it's, like, it's so important if you're going to be a human being in 2019 who cares about sure. people and has questions about this movement that's been happening. Um, absolutely 100%. Not only recommended viewing, but required viewing. I will so, hopefully get to it soon enough. You should. I, I highly I highly recommend it, not only because it's a very well-done documentary, but it's just like... When I leave my Game of Thrones... Purge, I, will, I know. I yeah. Also, I we were going to talk about this. We are not talking about the Game of Thrones trailer, despite the fact that I am very excited about it because CJ is in the process of catching up and does not want to be yes. spoiled. I, I am. 
Yes, as much as Kate would love to extract her revenge, it will come with a different project. I'm so pissed, you guys. I'm so mad. <laughs> well, when when we initially, when you were like, oh, we'll do Game of Thrones, like, this was like in December, it was like, okay, cool, like, I don't really care, I'll watch it and explain it like an idiot. But now, like, I am actually playing catch-up. I do not like it, but I am playing catch-up. You don't um, like it? Nope, don't like it at all. Uh, I feel like <laughs> it's, it's a bad show. But, um, I am currently in, in the thick of it. Um, He's, you're, you're starting season five. Yes, just started five last night. So, um, but yeah, I, I've TV... got a little bit to go. I, I think I'm at, I we would be at like twenty five episodes. Mm. So we're we're definitely on the final thing. But we'll you're see. on you're on the home stretch. So CJ's on the home stretch. I will say I sympathize because when I was still at Chapman, one of my professors was going to give a presentation about Breaking Bad, mm. and I was like a season away from finishing it yeah. and I literally shouted him down into postponing it for one more week so I could finish Breaking Bad so I didn't nice. get spoiled. Yeah, that's why I'm, yeah, 100%. Like, so I'm I like, would never force I'm it. like, I'm so close. Please, 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 can we wait one more week? And he did it. Just want to be a part of the cultural zeitgeist, you know Right. I mean? It's um, fun. Game of Thrones yeah, is fun. Monoculture, yeah. Monoculture. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I have, uh, I just reviewed the Weezer's Black album. I don't review a lot of long form stuff anymore, but that felt good to, boy, is that a bad record. Um, <laughs> that's up on the site. Uh, yeah, we have a couple other things. Do they have all their covers on that album or is it all new stuff? That's the Teal record, which is also very bad. But um, take a lot to drive me away from you. <sighs> just exhausting. Um, Weezer. Weezer, yeah. Um, anyway, you can read my Black Album review up on the site right now. Uh, yeah, we, we got music roundups and band camps and all sorts of shit coming up all the time. Uh, and some other cool shit on the pipeline that I guess I'll talk about on later episodes. Um, cool. All right. Cool, that's it. Follow us on social media. Follow us on social media. At uh, T-TrashedPod on uh, Twitter. Yep. And at Trailer Trash Pod on Instagram. I believe that's true. On iTunes. Thank yep. you for rating, rating and subscribing. And I will say, we don't have any reviews yet. So you listening right now, you think that I'm talking to everyone, but no, I'm talking to just you right now with your headphones in. Yep. You specifically, go on iTunes and write us a nice positive review. Yeah, write because, us a nice positive review. Because that helps us in the iTunes bullshit algorithm, algorithm and, and helps and... people find us and it would be super duper helpful if you it. would write us a a kind review because 100%. if you're listening to episode 16 you're probably maybe enjoying it at this point hopefully hopefully i hope you enjoyed me not remembering anyone i was talking about this entire episode basically. i didn't know anyone that you were talking about to begin with we made it through this music themed episode together. we did it we did it we did it um uh yeah check out cement shoes they were on the last episode but yes I give a those shout guys out are so fucking cool i want to give a shout out to them only because uh the fun uh post fact of this is oh no are you gonna put this <laughs> I, I, gotta, I gotta i gotta pull the curtain back a little bit as we recorded that before their actual show in la and so i think there's stuff in the podcast where we're like oh sure. we're like it was such a great show you're so you great fucked up by missing it it um, was so good 100 not true uh the show did not happen uh my girlfriend and i went tried to go the day after the recording we showed up we stood outside the venue um with the band and other bands that were also hoping to play that bill for a while and i guess like the venue had been sold to new ownership like 
literally a week prior and so it just never happened so they were like oh we owe it to you but it's like so honestly the only reason those guys drove out ended up being to do our podcast which is like we would never ask anyone to drive from tucson to here absolutely not um we love them so much but they got it out and so go check out that episode for sure it's a fun controlled chaos yeah it's (laughs) a fun controlled chaos honestly one of my favorite episodes we've done so far they were they were it was super fun and those guys are great and their music is great and you should subscribe to them because they are good 100 you Um, right now listening in your car rate rooms yes you subscribe Mm -hmm. okay um that's it that's all i got that's it cheers thank you Bye. bye